In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 181st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. In this episode, we're going to discuss one of the big topics hanging over the team's head. We've been talking about it since the end of the season, and uh, a decision is coming soon on this. It's got to be. Should Devontae Freeman restructure his contract to stay with the Falcons? We know uh, he signed a big deal there a couple years ago, bought it up at the Super Bowl, and uh, the team gave him a contract, and uh, we'll discuss that here to start it off today. Our other topics will be Drew Brees coming back in the division. The punters and kickers, the team has re-signed. Uh, one name's not on that list. And Greg Olson going out to Seattle for $7 million. And then we're going to get you ready for the NFL Scouting Combine, which starts Sunday and runs through March the 2nd. Uh, they made some big changes this year to try to get more viewership and get more eyeballs on the uh, track meet up there at Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. And we'll wrap up and spend most of our time uh, on the combine. But we have some other topics here we want to move through. Uh, you know, we did our stay or go deal, and, you know, that's out there. It's on the, you know, the Facebook page, uh, Atlanta Falcons News Now, uh, on Twitter and so forth. And uh, at that time, I said, no, uh, Devontae's not coming back since, uh, you know, other people have uh, come to that conclusion also that uh, the Falcons could save money by moving on from him. And uh, the one thing that would hinder that is if, hey, you know, they just renegotiated his contract, made it more incentive-based to where uh, it would reward him if he makes it back to his status that he had under Kyle Shanahan and, more importantly, under running backs coach Bobby Turner. But, you know, right now it's been a steady decline to where he only averaged 3.6 yards a carry. But the reality is he's only 28. So if you all can work out a deal uh, that, you know, pays him based on his production and his status in the league as a, a veteran, uh, you know, not, not no, you know, something that's equitable, equitable for both sides and for the team, should they do that? Or, or are we ready to move on from Devontae? And, uh, you know, there's a uh, – the committee that's left would look like uh, this – uh, Brian Hill, Quadri Ellison, and Ito Smith. And so we saw some of that last year. You would uh, be making a big step. Brian Hill had a couple chances to, to run lead there and didn't really do much. Quadri ran some short uh, yardage stuff. And then Ito was, you know, effective running inside zone, but he's so little, he got hurt. 
uh, trying to pick up a blitz there uh, in pass protection. So if you do go to running back, do you go uh, Devondre Swift in the second round? DK Dobbins in the second round. I was just listening to uh, Gil Brand on the way home. There's probably only going to be one running back taken in the in the first round, and I'm not really sure who that is at this point. But, yeah, you can get a quality running back in the second or third and keep it moving and have him on a rookie contract for two, three years and uh, replace Devontae Freeman. So, um, you know, just wait for that. You know, in times past, they've announced the um, – the uh, cap casualties before uh, the combine, and then and other times they let it go all the way up through the month of uh, February, you know, through the month of uh, right up to the deadline in March. So uh, they've been meeting on the teams. They've made some decisions on on special teams on punters, that's for sure. And so the other one should be coming through here shortly. Uh, do you want to keep him back? He wants to come back. He said he loves the owner and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's kind of um, like the, uh, you know, what's love got to do with it thing. You know, you got to produce. You can love who you want. You got to love the one you're with. Or you got to produce with the one you're with. And uh, we're going to see how that comes out here for Mr. Freeman. News broke today. Drew Brees, the Saints quarterback, has announced from the mountaintops of high that he is returning for one more season. Now they just got to work out a deal for him. That makes, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater will probably be uh, available as a free agent on the open market. He, he got the team to a 5-0 and mark. I doubt he'll stick around for one more year to be the uh, quarterback in waiting. And uh, Tyson Hill, the other quarterback down there, the the gadget player guy, he said he wants to come back too. So the Falcons will will get to go battle against Drew Brees a couple more times. And so that's good news for the Saints fans down there. But we saw where Drew's uh, deep ball has been lagging a little bit the last couple years. I noticed it in the NFC Championship game against the Rams, and they pretty much made a mission this year when they let Tyson Hill throw the deep ball for him in the playoffs. So he'll still cut you up underneath, but he's back for one more year. Drew Brees, New Orleans Saints. Now the Falcons have uh, signed two punters. None of them named Matt Bosher here in the offseason, so uh, that's a signal to me that he's headed for free agency. We reached out to his agent uh, via email, haven't heard back from him, and follow up with phone calls and so forth. we got to give him opportunity to let us know what's going on for you all, the fans. But Ryan Allen's back, who did a great job with his placements last year, left-footed kicker. And they signed the uh, Sam Irwin Hill, the Australian kicker from Arkansas, early on. So there's a competition there. And then Young Way Koo was re-signed. Of course, you know he took over last year when Matt Bryant fell apart. And Giorgio Tavecchio couldn't make it out of the uh, preseason. So Koo will get some competition. And I know might be... Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship from Georgia. He's expected to be the first kicker off the board. Uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, people need kickers, and Rodrigo has done a great job at Georgia. Long of 55. Uh, big leg kicks it out of the end zone. So 
Um, you know, you don't have to have the punter doing the kickoffs, and they've kind of signaled that. Uh, Ryan Allen didn't do the uh, kickoffs. Youngway did. So, you know, they're looking for a kicker to do the kickoffs, get you the touchbacks, and then make the field goals. So the kickers are set up. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Also, Greg Olson, the old fine tight end for Carolina, left, uh, you know, did a little TV work. He's going to Seattle. He did a little um, victory tour, went to the Redskins in Buffalo, and decided Seattle was the best landing spot for him. So that's seven seven million a year for Mr. Olson. Uh, you know, he was one of Cam, he was Cam Newton's favorite target when he was here uh, in the NFC South playing for the Carolina Panthers. So just trying to get his page up here real quick because, uh, you know, he's done a great job uh, for the Panthers and Seattle's never really had a, a big time tight end. You know, they had uh, a bunch of a bunch of folks rotating through there. They thought Jimmy Graham was going to be it for him. He didn't really do it. But we got, um, you know, Olsen started his career with the Bears, of course. He was a uh, first-round pick in 07. So, oh, Greg has been around here a while. Let's get an age for you. He's 34. Uh, he'll be turning 35 in March. So, yeah, he can still go another year. No problem there. Uh, 2007 to 1,164 catches for him. Or no, that's uh, that's that would be targets. Catches 718, 8,444 yards, 59 touchdowns. Been over, went over a thousand like three years in a row, from 14 to 15 to 16. Uh, it's been steady downhill since then. 191, 291, and then last season was kind of a comeback year. 597. He wanted to keep playing, and he will do so in Seattle with his third team, Greg Olson. Now, let's. I saved a lot of time here for the combine because we got a lot going on. Uh, we got our combine bios dropping. We dropped about five a day. We'll get six over the last couple of days. We got 32 kids from Georgia or Georgia colleges going to the scouting combine. I like to at least get prepared and know a little bit about them before we get up there and we share that research with you all. Uh, they come back in handy when the guys go up and do well. Uh, like uh, Kevin Byard at Tennessee, Darius Slayton with the Giants, uh, waiting for Evan Ingram to stay healthy with the Giants too and do some some good work. But we, you know, like to follow the local kids. We got a lot. There's some some talent. They'll be getting called all throughout the draft early. We'll hear Derek Brown early. We'll hear Leonard Thomas early. I think McKinney's going to go early. Terrell. So, yeah, check those bios out. But uh, let's get you ready for the schedule because it's going to be different this year. 
you know, the the players will start reporting on Sunday night and going through medicals and all that. They won't hit the field for workouts until Thursday. Uh, you know, they'll have interviews starting on Tuesday. We'll be there for that. For Tuesday's going to be crazy because we got the team executives, the quarterbacks, tight ends, and the wide receivers all going on one day. So I'm going to probably have to take a couple of recorders up there to, uh, you know, make sure I get to as many people as I can for us. Uh, Coach Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov will be talking Tuesday. Hopefully they just won't get up there and give us a bunch of, you know, exoteric stuff about continuity and, you know, so forth and so on. The fans want to know about Austin Hooper, Devondre Campbell, Devontae Freeman, how's Keanu Neal recovering, uh, you know, any other surgeries. Tack had a surgery. Ricardo Allen had a surgery. Uh, any other surgeries? You know, folks want real updates. They don't just want this, hey, you know, uh, hey, we're really excited to be here and watch all the great kids do great things and so forth. So we'll be up there trying to pin down some answers for you uh, from your your Falcons brain trust. But here we go into Thursday, Thursday the 27th. 4 p.m. to 11 on NFL Network. So now TV runs the world now. We're okay. Well, no, we're not okay. But that's what it, the deal is here. The uh, the NFL Network, which is owned by the NFL and the owners, um, you know, they got to get programming for their channel. And uh, the, the folks can't get enough of the combine of guys working out and so forth. So uh, more people are at home during these hours, 4 to 11. So they think they got a shot and maybe, you know, shooting these ratings through the roof. And then, of course, they can go to advertisers and ask for more money. But uh, that's what's going on here. Uh, I don't know how it really affects us writers. We should be done by there. We don't go into anything but the quarterbacks. And I don't know if we're going to – I haven't seen, even seen notice on the quarterbacks uh, and receiver session. Um, I, I've been directing that for the – last 10 years for the PFWA we'll see uh if we get in this year I want to get in this is the year I want to get in I want to see from but um the tight ends uh will go with the quarterbacks and wide receivers on Thursday the 27th 4 p.m to 11 p.m you want a DVR that's a long DVR period uh but that's what they got and then on Friday the 28th from 4 to 11 Man, if you're watching this on Friday, the 28th, 4 to 11, man, get a social life. There's got to be something better to do than watch the place kickers, special teams, the offensive linemen, and running backs. So, um, but hey, if you, you know, you're sick and shut in and your Friday nights are not real lively, then you got your place kickers here on the NFL Network, special teams, offensive linemen, and running backs. Saturday night, the 29th, 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. There again, if you're at home on Saturday nights. Well, maybe the kids now, they go out late. So they could watch this. This could be like their happy hour thing and then go out after this. But, uh, yeah, 4 to 11, you got your defensive linemen, then your linebackers. And then on Sunday, I guess when you get out of church, you can hustle on home from 2 to 7 and uh, watch the defensive back Sunday, March the 1st. So that's the TV lineup. 
That's the TV lineup for you Thursday through Sunday. Uh, the workouts will be on TV. Now, let's look at the position breakdowns for us. Yeah. There are going to be 17 quarterbacks there. Joe Burrow will get most of the attention. We'll see if he throws or not. But I don't think Jake Fromm can uh, not throw because, uh, you know, they're listing him as a second-tier guy, maybe a backup. Uh, i got to look at his uh, NFL.com grade going into here. Let me do that right now because uh, I'm, I'm hearing second-tier quarterback, but they're going to love him in his interviews. Everybody says I'm, I haven't had a scout say anything bad about uh about Jake, but you know, they just don't, you know, it's all about talent, and uh, you know, they uh, believe he can be a good second day guy. Now, he can go there and light it up, move on up in the draft. We've seen it happen in the past, so uh, you know, we'll see if that happens for him. For him, kid out of Macon, did a great job leading Georgia the last few years. You know, some people want them to move to uh, Justin, but that didn't happen, so uh, he did his job. He got a 6.29 grade from NFL.com, Lance Zerline, okay, and the 6.29 translates into um, will be a starter within the first two years or a good backup who could become a starter. So, hey, that's a pretty good rating for him. I'm seeing second round, but maybe he goes up here and lights it up uh, and does a good job uh, for them. So let's look at uh, what what Lance has to say here real quick. He's got a good bio. William Jacob Fromm initially committed to join Nick Saban at Alabama as a five-star top 50 overall recruit. However, Georgia's hiring of Kirby Smart as head coach convinced the native of Warner Robins, you know, near Macon, two different cities. Georgia, 12,745 career passing yards, 116 TDs at Houston County High to stay in state. Okay, so we'll get into all his bio and all that stuff. I'll get make sure I talk to him. Hopefully, he's not going the same time I'm trying to interview Dimitrov, but we'll uh, we'll juggle that uh, up there at the combine. So, quarterback, you know, Tua, Justin Herbert, and uh, Burroughs are the top three guys going in. Somebody else is going to sneak into the to the first round. Maybe it will be Jake Fromm. Wide receivers are 55. Of course, Liberty's Antonio Gandy-Golden from Powden County and Tennessee's Marquez Callaway of Warner Robins are two from Georgia. Tight ends, we got um, tw- 20 tight ends there. Harrison Bryant from from uh, uh, Millage Academy down there and also Charlie Warner from Georgia. He'll be one of the two of, two of the tight ends, two of the 20. 30 running backs, including Brian Herrian and DeAndre Swift from Georgia. Also, DJ Dallas from Miami, Brunswick, Georgia product. He'll be at the combine. He's in that group of 30. 52 offensive linemen. Of course, Andre Thomas. I think I called him Leonard earlier. Sorry about that. Andre, potential top 10 pick. Uh, also, Clemson's Tremaine Ankrum. He played right tackle at Clemson, but 
I'm hearing he might be a guard on the next level. So we'll see how he tests up there. The Falcons, of course, need a guard, a guard center. You know, maybe somebody to take care of uh, or replace Alex Mack, who will turn 34-35 next season. Then there are 12 specialists, including Blake Long, uh, center from Buford, long snapper from LSU, and uh, Georgia's Rodrigo Blankenship. He'll be one of the first kickers off the board. Tyler Bass from Georgia Southern is also in this group of 12. Defensive lineman is going to be 46. And uh, Auburn's Derek Brown from uh, Lanier High of, of Sugar Hill. Um, he'll be the first one of the defensive linemen going. He's a top tenner also. Uh, linebackers 44 uh, 44 linebackers will be there for juniors Jordan Mack out of Lithonia uh, Stevenson uh, he'll be there and uh, 61 defensive backs that's how this passing leak is now you know you got to find some cover people so the Falcons will be in that market too I didn't list it as one of their top five needs but you know they might I'm thinking they like Sheffield and gonna let him and Oliver battle out then they gotta find a, a nickelback but uh whatever it is they gotta tighten up the coverage back there so uh Defensive backs of the 61, we got George's J.R. Reed, Wake Forest's Isang Bassey of Columbus. So there, there you have it. Kind of get you ready for the scouting combine to end of the week. Uh, you know, Falcons got 16, the 16th overall pick. Uh, don't get real lasered in on the draft because. The free agent stuff has to happen first. So uh, as we get out of February, move into March, we'll start seeing where the holes are. Then when we see where the holes are from free agency, that's going to be able to let us zero in on the draft and their position and needs as we uh, as they move forward. You know, they've been a need-based team. I wonder if they're going to stop that and start just picking the best player available. Uh, listen to the Godfather on the way home tonight. He said, "Hey, uh, when you don't take the best player, your teams don't end up getting better." So the Falcons been doing need. I mean, they need a defensive end. But what if he can't play? You take him anyway. So that's what they've been doing. They did that with Beasley. They liked his speed and thought they could do more with it than most people. And so, you know, God bless them. That didn't work out for them. Uh, they've done that before, though, too. So at some point, you would think they would move over to the best player available uh, group. But we'll find out. We'll ask them about that, too, when we're up there. Uh, of course, they don't want to try to reveal their board. But, you know, they kind of do it anyway by uh, the moves they make and the moves they do not make. So let's just wrap up here today with the 181st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Should Devontae Freeman restructure his contract? I said no, let him go at first. But as the offseason's dragging on, I'm thinking, hey, if the price is right, bring him back. He's only 28. Maybe he recaptures, recaptures his glory. Uh, Drew Brees is coming back. We'll see how that works out for them. We got punters on the roster. Greg Olson to Seattle. And combine changes for this year. Enjoy. Take care and have a great rest of the week.
AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.